Welcome back into the Section YY8 podcast. Another uh, two weeks off and we're back. That seems to be our regular rotation now, but it's all good. It's summertime, a lot going on, but um, glad to be back. Glad to have an episode back. The people have been asking. And uh, back on the show with us this week is Day Day Vol. Day Day, what's been going on in your time away from the show? Vacation, vacation, some more vacation. <laughs> you've traveled all it. you've traveled the globe literally yeah you know you gotta gotta see the world you only yolo once is one of my good friends <laughs> right. says. that is right i've been to uh south carolina this summer and um I'm going to there. chicago next week chirac as it's called in this house <laughs> but, yeah uh, uh, well the part of town i'm going to is okay but yeah that's about it's still it's sketch. It is. I'm saving. Uh, I'm saving my time and resources for this fall, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Big Montana and I've talked about it before, but Pittsburgh, LSU, and South Carolina are the road games I'm heading to this year, and also the LSU Auburn game in Auburn. Uh, since my cousin attends school in Auburn, it's yeah. parents' weekend. I'm not her parent, not her dad, Man. but um, I was invited, and I'm going to go watch a game that I have no rooting interest in and it's going to be fantastic. Just like last year, LSU, <laughs> Auburn at LSU. I watched the game. I could have cared less who won except for who I picked in the pick'em group. But anyways, it's going to be a, going to be a big fall, a lot of miles logged, but uh, so big Montana couldn't make it this week. He he's tied up a lot going on. He's getting ready to travel out of town uh this weekend so if you're thinking about He's going to disney isn't he i think he is and epcot <laughs> <laughs> but if you're thinking about breaking into big montana's house this weekend might be a good opportunity for you to try um but i'm going to be on security at big montana's place so if you step one foot on his property you probably will be shot <laughs> that was his he told me to say that um, but I did ask – Gavin couldn't make it either. He's just too swamped. But I did ask Bowling um, – or, sorry, Big Montana, as he's called, around here for, for a message to the fans since he couldn't be here this week. And he said this, quote, Life's too short to worry. At the end of the day, all that really matters is your faith and family. Yeah, good point. Everyone needs to sit back and relax and enjoy the fruits that the Lord has provided, like Diet Mountain Dew and chewing tobacco. Little Debbie Cakes and Thick Women, Cr crumbled up biscuits with sawmill gravy and a cut up tomato like your papa used to like. For those that don't know, Big Montana's uh, papa, Papa Bobby, as I call him, Mamma Sue, Papa Bobby, uh, Bobby would take his own tomato with him to Shoney's to eat at the breakfast bar and he would slice it there to table. So um, Big Montana still does that. When we go to Shoney's, he'll bring a uh, ripened tomato in and slice it up right there at the table it's fantastic but uh big montana regrets that he couldn't be here this week i don't know if gavin regrets or not but uh nah, gavin don't care gavin i don't know i don't know about gavin i don't, 
We have to have a serious conversation with Gavin. He's just really dropping the ball. He said he's going to be back for football. Technically, it's, it's football not football time, season, baby. But when fall camp, it's time. That's right. I mean, think of, I was driving by. I drive by Neyland Stadium every day, going to work, coming from work. It's twenty three days, guys. It's time to get serious. It's serious time. I said this a couple weeks ago, last time or last week, I guess. I can't remember when I recorded. I think it was two weeks ago. But two weeks ago. Yeah, it's serious time. It's time to get your minds right. We're literally three weeks away from this next Thursday. This is Tuesday night this week, but we're literally three weeks away from the start of the 2022 football season. Um, a lot of high expectations or increased expectations, I guess you might say, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So text day day earlier today threw this out there for the show tonight wanted to rank or this week wanted to rank ut's must win games on the schedule this year i did three day day hadn't told me what he's done uh one being the most uh must win game and whatever your lowest rank is the least must win game still might be a must win but um i'll let you go ahead and then i'll give you mine so what's your i got three rankings your must wins. Pitt is my number one because it happened so early and it's kind of the tone setter, I think. And last year, it was our tone setter. It was. It showed us our defense was going to be bad. So <laughs> we're, yeah. we're going to score some points. Then you got Florida. It kind of goes in order, honestly. Florida is the next one. I think that we just need to figure out how to get over the hump. So – I'd almost put – they're 1A, 1B, honestly, in my eyes. And then Kentucky, just because I don't want to hear their mouth. Ooh. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'll say this. Excuse me. I had Kentucky as number three when I was putting my list together, and then I, I, I pushed them out because I don't ever think Kentucky should be a must-win game because we should beat them every year. We should. And we own them. I mean, so my, that was my, my, that was my rationale. We should. And I get what you're saying. I mean, they we, they need to shut up. And two, I think they're going to be about like us this year as far as where we're at season-wise, record-wise, uh, position-wise, conference and nationally. So um, that, that could be a big game later in the year, just depending on what both teams do leading up to that. Now, but, me but, saying it's a must-win game, I think Tennessee still wins that game. Yeah. Like, that's not one that – like, Florida, I'm kind of like, Ugh. Pitt, I don't know what to think about them. I mean, they were a good team last year, so they're not – they didn't lose a ton. So, it'll be a good game. That Kentucky game, though, is one I really want this year because they last time they were here in Knoxville, they beat us thanks yeah. to JG. Oh, they just live it up, too. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean it was bad. Imbecile of a coach and then the quarterback throwing pick sixes. It was – Pull him out. Pathetic. Absolutely. Stop the bleeding pathetic. earlier. So, mine were this. I put LSU as number three. It's, it's fair. I thought about it. It's Tennessee's first true road game. Well, Pittsburgh. Yeah, but LSU is a different animal on the road. Right. I mean, and we'll talk about tickets here later. We bought tickets for the pit game. Uh, me and Thomas and Patrick are going. And there were tickets available all over that place. It is not going to be sold out. Um, it's at an NFL stadium. I mean, it's a tough place to play if you're playing the Steelers, but we're playing the uh, Pittsburgh Panthers. So 
I'm not worried about the atmosphere there. But um, LSU is our first, I think, true road test of the year. It's the first SEC road game of the year. I didn't necessarily want to put it as a must win because I don't think it's going to make or break our season. I just I ranked it there because it's the first road game of the year and it has the potential to be a pretty big SEC game, conference game, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the season because if Tennessee takes care of business, they'll be undefeated heading into, heading into Baton Rouge. That's that true. Day. Looking at it, yeah. And LSU could be pretty good. I don't know what to think of them. I really I don't know. I mean, I they mean, have talent. Let's I mean, they, they're going to have talent. I mean, they've got a, a good coach, I believe. But, you know, it's the first year. You just don't know what you're going to get. But that was my logic behind putting LSU there was first road game of the year or tough, true road test of the year and just the stakes that could be on the line at that game. I mean, you're talking about Tennessee going to 7-0 and with a win, possibly. Um, if they're undefeated heading into that game, LSU, I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule to see who they play beforehand, but uh, potential to be a big game. Uh, my second one, I'm flip-flopping from you. I had Pitt as my second must-win game, but I agreed with what you said. I think it's a must-win in the fact that it sets the tone for the season. It's the second game of the year. You know, we start out with Ball State, which will be a layup, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then you go to – Pittsburgh the next week, a game that Tennessee can win. I mean, I think they can also lose that game. I just – I don't know a lot about Pitt yet. I'm kind of saving that for when we preview the season here in a couple weeks. But um, I think Pitt – that game could set the tone for the season. Tennessee comes out and plays well, wins that game. They come home the next week and play Akron. They're 3-0 and heading into my number one must-win game, the Florida Gators. That's fair. Um we haven't beat Florida at home since 2016. We haven't. I mean, we barely I mean, we beat haven't. Them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to have a huge comeback to win that one, but that's the only time we've beaten Florida since 2004. And it's. I think this year is Tennessee's got to take advantage of of playing Florida when they're down, and I. <laughs> They don't beat them this year. I'm not sure they ever will. That's just yeah. – I mean, I know they will beat them at some point in the future, but – Sure, but it's like you got a coach that's familiar with the new coach, so you should be able to run your system well because they're trying to install something new. So, just do your thing. And, yep. I mean, last year, I mean, we're one drop away from it being a totally different game, but then it just – we imploded. Yeah. It's just like, oh, no. Yeah, it was – I mean, that game could have been a whole lot different if that – if that play turned out differently. But that was my three. Um, like I said, I had Kentucky in there, and I, I pulled them out. But um, I don't think any of the others are necessarily must-wins unless it gets, you know, later on in the season and we yeah. need a six-win to go to a bowl game or something. But I don't I think – I mean, I guess the reason I kind of set Kentucky over LSU too is because I see the aspect of LSU. But they are in the East. So, it's like we are third last year. We got to take a step to get to second because I don't see anybody overtaking Georgia yet. It, no. Even though they lost a ton, they're still absolutely stacked. So, until yeah. you can get some more talent, yeah, they might get beat once or twice, but I still think they win the East this year. No, the, the SEC East is Georgia's to lose. I, I mean, Tennessee, my, I hope they go down there and play them well, but that's that's a loss in my book, and I don't – I don't see Kentucky beating them or anybody else in the East. Mm-mm. So, talking wins and losses, we haven't 
previewed the season yet on our our show, but uh, trying to get everybody back on here before we do that. But um, I was reading this afternoon at lunch, um, ESPN's FPI, I think, has put out projected win totals for teams uh, game by game. And so Tennessee's win – I'll read the wins and losses as projected by them. They have projected wins for Tennessee over Ball State, Akron, Florida, UT Martin, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So that's seven wins. They have losses, projected losses, to Pitt, LSU, at Pitt, at LSU, Alabama, at Georgia, Kentucky. So one, two, three, I don't get four, the Kentucky five. One. So um, – and, and looking at it, and I'll read you the percentages – um, the losses weren't like they have Pitt as a 62.7% favorite. I thought that was a little high, but what do I know? Yeah. Um, the LSU game, they have LSU as a 67.7% favorite. I could see that. Just, I mean, it's hard to win there. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's probably hopefully for everybody that's traveling a night game. Um, now, this is the one that, that's a coin flip to me. They have Kentucky as a 52.6%. I don't get that. I, they have their FPI ranking. Kentucky is 18. And they have Tennessee at oh, – I've lost it here. Um, I think they're right around that. I think they're 19 or 20, something like that. No, Pittsburgh's 20. Um, I'm not sure what Tennessee's FPI ranking. I missed that. But it, regardless, it's a coin flip. Um, the rest of the games, Tennessee is a 78% favorite to win Missouri, 56% favorite to win South Carolina, 88% favorite to win uh, against Vanderbilt, 98% against UT Martin, um, 60% against Florida, 97% against Akron and 95% against Ball State. I'm not even going to read Georgia, Alabama. Yeah. They're heavy. But heavy. No, actually, I want to know. I want to know because I have okay. that. Georgia is 92.6% favorites. Okay. And Alabama is 88.1. So Georgia is a heavier favorite against Tennessee yeah. than Alabama. Is I mean, them. to me, all the other ones, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the FBI is a joke anyway because for the – 10-year stretch that we were absolutely sucking out loud, and I'm not saying we're not still, but we were projected to win nine games and oh, 10 yeah. games, you know. But the gap there, those percentages, like we haven't been within 10% of the FBI of Bama in a long, long time. I will say it was pretty accurate during basketball season. I think it's better for basketball. I looked at it a lot during basketball season. Yeah. It was – I mean – But football with us, it's yeah. never – it's always been – all over the place. That game, that Auburn basketball game this past when we played them at home here in yeah. Knoxville, I think they had us at like seventy-eight percent chance to win that game. But all the betting lines were Auburn, except that FPI. I mean, we came out and dominated them until the last what five, six, seven minutes, and they made yeah, a we had comeback. Low. But low. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It is a little more accurate in basketball. Um, I don't know what you think. Seven and five. I think Big Montana and I have talked on here. The floor is eight wins. They've got us at seven. Of course, that could yeah. Cost. That could I say a games. okay. My floor last year was three, and everything else was just like 
whatever happens, happens. They got seven. Um, so honestly, my floor is seven because they got to seven. So they've shown me the floor. If they're that bad and they can reach seven, I mean, because we didn't have, yeah, we had some playmakers here and there, but we didn't have enough people to win seven games last year. Didn't. No. It is what it is. And they pulled it off. So my floor is seven. Looking at the schedule, just looking at the schedule, my win total is nine. But I think the ceiling is 10 because I don't think there's any way you can beat Georgia or Alabama this year. And no, you're right. I don't trust them against Florida. I trust them more against LSU than I do Florida. So, I mean, I think that's seven to 10, and I'm not putting the 10 expectation on them. I'm yeah. Just, oh, I'm no. Not doing yeah. that. I think you're right. I think the um, the ceiling is definitely 10. They're not beating Georgia and Alabama unless they just play the games of their lives. Um, so I'm going to say, I, I think I've been saying this eight and four. I'm going to take out the pit game as a win. Um, I actually have us beating Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had it as, not as of right now. I have us at nine. Um, LSU is kind of the game I haven't decided on yet. Um, hopefully, we're going to take a couple weeks before we do our preview show and uh, figure that one out. But I have us at nine right now. Um, I could change that. I just – I think – Honestly, it all depends on defense. Yeah. We know the offense is there. Have we improved? We don't have to improve drastically. We just have to go from giving up third downs pretty much six times in a row to only doing it three times. And so, if you can cut that in half, you've won a bunch of games that you lost last year because of that. And forcing more turnovers, I think, is a key. Yeah. I mean, we they did force turnovers last year, but I think they need yeah, to Yeah, I think more. we inflated them against bad teams. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we had one against Alabama. We did the yeah. punt block. Uh, we got a punt block against Pitt. Um, yeah. Of course, the pick six against Kentucky. These are just the ones that I don't stick think out in my mind. Did Correct me if I'm wrong, we did not score a touchdown off of that punt block against Pitt, and we were inside the red zone, right? Didn't, didn't we just kick a We did goal? score on that one. We did. Did we? Okay. Um, I yeah, we, I think Javari Small ran it in. That's we right. didn't You're score right. on the Bama one. We just got That's a field right. goal. Yes. But, like, well, same way with the old Miss. I mean, we created the turnover, and it was stolen. Yeah. So, it's kind of like right. it's weird data. Yeah. It's like it was a clear – Strip sack, touchdown. I mean, they you're even right. called a touchdown we're, on the field. It's just, you're right. We're just um, we're just a few plays here or there from winning a couple more games, to be honest. Yeah. So, and hopefully that carries over to this year. I know there's a lot of roster turnover, but offense should be pretty good. There's not as year. much as you think. And I'll tell you this, just from knowing somebody inside the program, they're bought in. Like, you hear culture, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying culture. They're bought in. They believe yeah. in what they're doing. Well, and now we we I hope we've got the Lord on our side because they were blaring <laughs> gospel music at practice Sunday morning, which was refreshing I, I, to see. I wanted to ask about that. To <laughs> that was refreshing to I, see. I, I let it be. I saw videos of it, and I, I don't know who it was. It looked like an offense or defensive lineman. And he was he was feeling it. So yeah, um, that was cool fun. to see. They're having fun. So we'll. I think we're gonna have a show in a couple weeks where we do if I can get. You hear Big Montana and Gavin. Y'all have Gavin, but we need to do a preview show where 
we just go game by game. We all pick our game or all pick wins, losses, and what we think the outlook on the season is going to be like. So it'll be interesting to see if you and I change anything between now and then. You're saying possibly I'm, 10. I'm saying possibly 10. Right now I say eight. I think I said nine at first, but right now I'm, I'm going to say eight. I'm I don't flipping, trust them against Florida. <laughs> I'm flipping back and forth between eight, eight, nine, and ten. I can't decide because yeah, I, I mean, hate to say ten. There's I ten really winnable do. games. How about that? Yes, there you go. But you can never trust ten winnable games. No, because out of those ten winnable games, two are toss-ups to me. Now, one's a toss-up. One is I don't trust them. Right. So, um, moving on from games – projected wins, losses, all that stuff. So the big big thing that came out last week was the digital tickets. <laughs> let, let me let me start over with that. The thing that came out last week, we got our season tickets. Um, and the university announced that this year they're digital only, so you can only access them from your smartphone. Um, no flip phone, uh, no Nokia, anything like that. It's uh, your smartphone. So um, – <laughs> Big debate in the uh, Skybox uh, text group this week. My uncle and all his um, uh, partners up there was, uh, how are they going to transfer these things? Because um, it, it's only within the you right now. Well, I mean, we they figured it out, they think. I know. I'm but, just giving you a hard time. No, it's um, – I re- we have some concerns. I was talking to my uncle the other night. We have some concerns, and this happened last year. Uh, I'm, this is a true story. Uh, we were going up there to sit with him. I think it was the Pittsburgh game. And we got there several hours before kickoff. And I swear, I was in that parking lot. We park in, park in C8 parking lot there on the corner of uh, Philip, Ful- sorry, Lake Loudon and Volunteer. And I was in the parking lot either Friday or Thursday before that. 20-something thousand Students on campus, cars everywhere, perfect cell phone coverage. I just drove through to see what everything looked like. Literally, that next Saturday, two, one or two days later, we pull in the parking lot. There's no one there. We got there early to set up. We had no cell phone coverage. It was all I could do to, to make a phone call. We had, I mean, it took us all day to transfer tickets. We were to the point where, you know, usually we kind of split up walking into the stadium with this group, but they had already left and we were still at the truck and I was going to have to like call them somehow and meet them. So he could scan our tickets for us because we could not transfer them. He even got into the stadium on Wi-Fi and couldn't do it. Like, cause it would not come to me. Yeah. That's my I, concern with this whole thing is the Wi-Fi is so terrible on campus. They've oh, upgraded sorry, cell coverage, not Wi-Fi. They, they've upgraded the Wi-Fi in Neyland. So part but of I this, hope. this whole deal, but, <laughs> uh, hope. So last year, I don't know who they used. I love the digital ticket. I'm on the, yes, this is awesome. And so does my dad. And I like that, you know, I'm sitting at home. I've got all my tickets downloaded already. They're all on my app Me too. or my wallet or whatever. But, like, I'll just send them at home. Whether he's going to yeah. use it or not, he has the ticket. And, like, he can tell me later, I'm not going to use it. It doesn't mean it's not available for me. I just right. transferred it over. It's still on my loaded in my stuff so if i need to give it to somebody else i can yeah that's what we're going to do we're going to try to if we know ahead of time who needs what we're going to try to transfer everything before 
we get to campus. Sometimes it's like, you know, we get down there four or five yeah, hours a, before the game and we don't know at that yeah. point. So um, we'll work it's through those things. You got pre planned. Even if it, yeah. you don't even know, yeah. just say, send it to me. I'm not going to use it. I'll use my ticket. And uh, did you was, use the old ones? Did I what? The old digital ticket. Yeah, we used them last year. Okay. So the barcode, the barcode's yeah. gone. Yeah. You know how annoying year. it was going through. Yeah. Now it's just that tap system. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to take forever. No, man. It's just, boom. I mean, Uncle said that's what the Panthers use. They use that same thing. It's so fast. It's so um, fast. I've used it before. Look, I, I get it. I get why they're doing it. Um, I, I totally understand. I don't have a problem with it. I tweeted this. My only problem is, is I, I love to collect, and a lot of people were like me, I love to collect those those tickets. And that's gone now. I mean, that is totally gone. The, the tickets are on your phone. I mean, I, somebody told me there was an option where you could – where you could um, get that in the mail. They can't even do it. I don't even know. It's a box of tickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got a I've got a box in my closet. It's full of ticket stubs. Um, the thing is, it's a box of tickets in your closet, and it's sitting over on my shelf. Yeah. If and I don't I, add any more to it, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. It but just, it's just one of those things we've always done. It's just one of those things. Like I always, as soon as I walked in the stadium, I'm putting that ticket stub in my back pocket. Um, and one thing I don't miss though. Ticket gets sweaty and wet. Yeah, it's all crumbly. That's the bad thing. But um, I don't know. I think. I mean, I'm. I. I get why they're doing it from a from a business standpoint and a functionality standpoint. I just nostalgia. I worry about, especially that first game. I worry about that first game. Um, it's going to be tough transition. Yeah, Let's just that, is that what it first, is. I worry about the first game though. Um, people getting used to it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Older people. In reality, if if people are ready and they have their phone and all they do, I mean, tap, you're in. Tap, you're in. Instead of this game of, you know. Yeah. Your screen's not bright enough. Ticket, even with the regular ticket, they, they would go, they would, you know, it's just like, here, we're we're tapping. Yeah. We're going. My it favorite, should, in theory, move faster. My favorite it's last, not going to. My favorite last year was your, turn your brightness up on your screen. It's not bright yep. enough. I'm like – Really, dude? It's I can't. That's ridiculous. But baseball anyways. games, they would just let me in. They would just be like, yeah. okay, yeah, because they could never get them scared. But it's, I mean, it's it's super bright outside, so I get it at the same time. Um, speaking of going into Neon Stadium, um, have you seen pictures of the upgrades of the stadium from inside? I know Very they had nice. A, they had a scrimmage today, and you could see the stuff in the background. Yeah, it looked good. It does look good. I'll tell you this: I've driven by there uh, last week. I had to – I have to go by there like two or three times a day. Um, so, I drove by there, and I was going to grab some lunch and go to the ball shop uh, while I was at lunch. But every day I look, I'm like, is gate 10 open? Uh, is there a gate open? And there's gates <laughs> open, but there's so many construction workers and staff going in and out of there. I haven't – Haven't done the I sneak haven't, in. I haven't got the courage or the balls yet to go up to walk in there because I – I don't know they're not going to do anything. They're just going to tell me you can't be in here. But I had this worst-case scenario, like, oh, this guy's sneaking in the stadium. They're going to take his – let's take his tickets away. I don't think they would do that, but – I don't think they would either. Um, I walked in there back in the spring. It was pretty easy to get – I mean, the gate was open. I just walked in there, and when I walked into the south end zone, there was like three other people just sitting – there was one guy sitting behind me, and he was like on a work call. And then there was somebody else just sitting up there 
sunbathing or something because it was in March. <laughs> it was starting to warm up. I just went in there to see what it looked like. But, um, yeah, it looks really good. They've, I think, about got the west side um, seats done. I think the club level is going to be – going to take a little bit longer to finish that 100 percent, but the seating yeah, yeah the underneath and everything i think it's a 100k buy-in yeah and then five thousand a ticket you won't you won't find me sitting there unless this podcast blows up which i don't think uh, it'd be many happen. years before <laughs> i decide that yeah and then, i don't know that's not my seating preference like if yeah i'd rather be in the terrace i want i'd rather be up higher I know that sounds weird, but I like the view. I'm interested to see some better pictures in the one. I've just seen random, like, wide wide lens, wide view pictures yeah. of, of it. So, be cool to see it here pretty soon. Three, 23 days. We'll see 23 it. 23 days. Um, from what I've heard, all the premium seats have sold out that they put out there. So, yep. our old seats are full, um, and the new club seats on the west side are full. So, um Z11 will be there in a few weeks. It's going to be a new view for us. It's going to be way different. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at your background right there, and that's what we've looked at for me for the past 13 years, you for the past 12, 12. I guess. So, Because you came in in 10, and I came in in um, 09. So, um, I mean, I've had that view before, I guess, because Kiffin's year, I was whatever it is, OQ. Somewhere yeah. over in the corner. So I've had basically these same seats. They're pretty good, just the other side, of course. So I, I had your seats in 09, and then in 10, I moved over to the left, and then you came in. So, and I did, I need to post this. If, if I can find it, I'll post it on this video podcast. I think it was your nephew that fell asleep <laughs> one of the, during the, the games. Oh, it was fantastic. I'll post that on here. Yeah, that's how that's old is crazy. that kid now? I wonder. He's going into eighth grade. So, oh gosh, he had to be yeah. what three or four back three then? or four years old. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I saw yeah. that not too long ago. I was looking for another picture and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, this kid, I don't remember what game it was. I remember it was a day game, it may have been the Missouri yeah, game in like hot. <laughs> hot. 12 or something. That. And this kid, he's passed out. He's laying, there's nobody there. <laughs> he's laying in the in the row. It's just, it was uh, symbolic of the Dooley yeah. era. Yes. Sadly. Sadly. Um, so there was a scrimmage today. Have you heard anything about it? I haven't seen or heard much of anything. I saw some I haven't, videos. But... I mean, just a couple little clips here and there, but I haven't really. I think we have a legit quarterback. We don't got to worry about that. Uh, Banks is pretty good at linebacker. It's just yes. you still have some question marks at corner from the way it sounded. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I'm excited. That's a player I'm excited to see is Jeremy Banks this year and what he can do. And we'll man, talk if he more. can control his personal Outburst. foul tendencies. <laughs> and not that – I mean, the ones he gets never really truly hurt hurt us, but he's good for one or two every sec, second or third game. It'll hurt us at the wrong time if he's not right. careful, though. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a player I'm excited to see this year because he's really grown into that role over the past couple of years. Yeah. I never thought he'd be a good linebacker. He's a very good linebacker. I was not sold on that. That was one good thing Pruitt did when he was here was move him to linebacker. But he's just a good athlete. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it. Um, Well, we'll talk more about players, positions, wins, loss, and all that stuff on our next uh, episode. 
uh, here in a couple of weeks, our big preview show. Um, little UT basketball talk. I don't have any baseball talk this week, but UT basketball put out their um, finalized, I guess they, you should say, their non-conference schedule uh, for the 2022-23 season. Uh, games include at Thompson Bowling, uh, McNeese State, Alcorn State, Eastern Kentucky. Um, they open the season at Thompson Bowling Arena against Florida Gulf Coast. I was going to say the – Hey, remember those guys? Dunk Boys, whatever they were called. <laughs> Dun- yeah. That, Dunk City. <laughs> Dunk City, and now their, co- their former coach is now at USC doing a pretty good job. Um, but they open the season, I believe it says – oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Monday, November 7th against Tennessee Tech. Um, and then there's a uh, – of course, exhibition games before that. Um, then they go to uh, Bridgestone Arena in Nashville to take on Colorado, uh, the third game of that series. Um, then, obviously, we return home for the game for the Florida Gulf Coast game. Then we go to Atlantis to play in that tournament, and they'll open that week in Thanksgiving. Open that tournament on Thanksgiving week. That's what um, you should tell Jessica. I want to go to vacation. Yeah, you ought to go down there for Thanksgiving. <laughs> or she's she's trying to go to on a cruise, but man, that, oh. I don't know. Mm. Well, they open with Butler. We familiar think, with Butler. They're not as good as they used to be, but nah, still be a decent. Still challenge. a good game. Um, the next day, whether they win or lose, they'll and either play BYU or Southern Cal, and then the third and final game would be on the twenty fifth there um, in the Bahamas, and then they come back to Thompson Bowling. Um, I said McNeese State, Alcorn State, and Eastern Kentucky. And uh, then they head up um, for a neutral site meeting with Maryland on December 11th in Brooklyn at the Hall of Fame Invitational. Um, Final regular season non-conference game, non-conference road trip comes six days later as the Vols head to Arizona on December 17th. Tennessee beat Arizona last year in Thompson Bowling. You'll remember that game. game. Only game I went to and we won. Um, And then they – Well, they won all of them at home, so – yeah, true. <laughs> Touche. And then they finish off the initial non-conference schedule at home against Austin P on December 21st. Um, they're off for the holidays, and they open SEC play, um, which I don't think has been announced yet. I don't think it has, no. Um, should be here pretty soon, though. It's usually around August, September when they announce that. Yeah. Um, and – Last non-conference game, sorry, I'm reading this here, is January 28th, Texas comes to Knoxville, rematch of last year's game. So, um, pretty good non-conference schedule. Really good schedule. Yeah, I, I thought it was a very good schedule. So, um, can't complain. And you got a schedule like that for for your net rankings, the old RPI and all that stuff. So, um, we'll have more basketball talk as the summer goes along. Um, I know they've been doing summer workouts. I've seen videos. Um, they were actually at Soaky Mountain last weekend taking a break uh, from the summer workout. Yeah, it looked like they're having fun. That one coach yelling at uh, – Yeah. Oh, a do. Yeah. Stand up. <laughs> Seven feet tall. It's five and a half foot water. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ziggler had a life jacket on. And yeah, so did it do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where they were at. Like, I've never been to Soaky Mountain. So I haven't been to Snow Soaky either. I don't know. It must have been pretty deep for him to have a life jacket on. But anyways, um, that's <laughs> UT basketball talk. So, uh, before we go, we've had some technical difficulties this week. I'm going to try to 
edit my way through this, but if you hear some hiccups in the show, we've lost internet here in the studio tonight for some reason. Uh, our Zoom call abruptly ended uh, where we record this. I don't know what's going on, but we're fighting through it here. Um, Persevere like the Vols. It's uh, welcome to Biden's America. Um, wanted to give a couple shout outs uh, uh, for this for this week's show. Uh, Big Dan Sharp, a longtime listener of the show. I saw Dan and his wife, Caitlin, this past weekend. We were, um, me and Big Montana and uh, Josh Walker, my NASCAR analyst, uh, were out uh, eating some dinner Saturday night and ran into Dan and his wife. And uh, I think they're thinking about going to LSU. Now, I'll say this. Dan told me, Daniel, I call him Big Dan. Um, he said, well, if we're two and two, I probably won't go. I was like, buddy, if you're thinking about going to this game, don't worry about the record." of either team because you don't know when Tennessee's going to go back to LSU. And if you want Especially to go, go. Comforts a lot, like realignment stuff. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know what – I mean, I think at some point they're going to play more conference games and we'll play teams like LSU a little more frequently. But that's – I mean, if you want to go to this game and you're on the fence about it and you if you can go and you want to go, I would encourage you to go. Now, it's I've been looking at flights down there to go, and I, my family lives down there too, so I'm going to go down there and see them. Um, but uh, it's going to be <laughs> – it's expensive, but mm-hmm. it's one of those places like if you if you want to go, you, you better go. So, Dan, if you're listening to this show or watching, go to LSU and come tailgate with us before the game. But there's going to be, I know, like 15 or 20 people right now that are either thinking about going or have already – bought tickets, got accommodations, plane tickets, all that stuff, and they're going. So I have a feeling there's going to be a ton of orange in Baton Rouge on October 8th. Be good. And New Orleans. So um, uh, we'll see. Um, but shout out to Big Dan, longtime listener of the show. Um, also trying to get if – you, if you don't follow this person on Twitter, now they've not tweeted in a while, Philip Manning. Philip Manning on Twitter play on words a little bit but philip manning a great follow on twitter uh they philip has lost his password and his login id to twitter and he hasn't been able to get on the twitter.com in in a long time but go back and look at some of his tweets very uh, directed toward football especially i think a lot of his tweets came back in 2020 but trying to get philip on the show at some point would love to have philip on so uh go check out philip manning I think it's Vols to the Walls is his uh, handle on Twitter. But great follow. But uh, all right, Day Day, anything, anything you got before we uh, check out of here for this week's show? Uh, um, Santa's Vol Player of the Day back in what three or four days ago? I don't know when was it. <laughs> You're talking about it, Xavier Mitchell. Yeah, Xavier Mitchell. <laughs> on yeah, down to I'm glad you brought it up, Xavier <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, let me find this on San- Santa Vol. Um, <laughs> that's my we, thought of the day. We had our picture made with Santa Vol, the l- very last home game in section YY8. Let me find, and I apologize. I'm <laughs> glad <laughs> we should have talked about this before. <laughs> uh, it just came to me when you said that. I had, um, so there was a run in, I don't remember what year it was with. You wasn't there though. I was not. I was at the game. I was sitting somewhere else. My sister and brother-in-law were using my tick. Well, he wasn't my brother-in-law at the time, but um, 
there was a run in, let's just say that with my sister, my brother-in-law, Xavier Mitchell. And apparently Xavier Mitchell had some run-ins with some others along the way. Um, I don't know what the problem was. I, golly, I cannot, I'm having trouble finding this. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I got it. You got it. Mitchell, Mitchell came to UT from Long Beach, Mississippi. <laughs> From 2004 to 07, he had 109 tackles, eight and a half sacks, nine and a half tackles for loss, forced one fumble and grabbed one interception. And then also banned from Section YY8 <laughs> in England Stadium. Yeah, I tweeted that he was also banned from Section YY8. I don't know if he was banned from the entire stadium, but. Uh, from what they told me when they called me, they banned him from so the stadium. I'll... I'll tell you the story that led into this. And I remember like it was yesterday. So my sister, it was the South Carolina game, I think in 2010, Matt Sims was quarterback. I know that it had to be 2010. So Matt Sims had had a rough game that night and my sister was making fun of him. He's like this guy. And my sister lived at the time she was in New York city and she keeps up with Tennessee, but she didn't know, the history of Matt Sims and, you know, where we'd been. And she was just like, God, this guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what she said. <laughs> well, Xavier Mitchell had, was a little intoxicated, I'm assuming. And he did not, as a former ball, he did not take too kindly to those comments. Now, he was in school over at UT when I was there. Um, so I remember him very well as a player, great, great player for Tennessee. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he did in the pros. I never really followed him much. Yeah, I don't but, know. Um, he was there with Paris Harrelson and that crew or close to that era. So pretty good defensive line back then. But yeah, he called my sister a bitch and said some other things. And my future brother-in-law didn't take too kindly of it. And he was barking back at him. And um, I basically called UT that fall that Monday and said, I want that guy out. And they said, well, and I think you, you had heard it from somewhere or something that there had been some incidents uh, throughout the season that they were aware of and they'd had some actually other complaints from that same game about him and they were looking into it next thing i know you heard it and i heard it that they banned him i thought they just banned him from the section but it makes more <laughs> sense to ban him from the stadium like you said yeah. so i'm guessing they banned him from kneeling yeah <laughs> former temporarily. player yeah former player sorry you can't come in here anymore uh, sorry you're not allowed you cussed out some girl you never know you don't know but uh, yeah, that was the Xavier Mitchell. I'm glad you brought that up. That was that was. Funny. I, I saw that the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." I've got to tweet about this. <laughs> this classic. But uh, yeah, just another memory from YY8. From YY8, and I also posted a picture. You know the the memes are going around of Tiger Woods and John Daly. You know they always put like the white trash people or yep. John Daly and the sophisticated or. Or Tiger Woods. Well, I put Tiger Woods East Skybox 522, which is my uncle's skybox and a great place to go, by the way. Obviously, I go there quite a bit. I'll probably be there for the Ball State game, to be honest. I don't uh, want to be. I want to be in Z11 uh, to check my seats out. There we go. But, uh, <laughs> and I put John Daly as section YY8. Uh, my uncle responded with, uh, oh gosh, I've gone blank. No respect. I get no respect. 
You know what I'm talking about? The actor. Yeah. I know it's Rodney about Dangerfield. Rodney yes. Dangerfield with his eyes crossed from um, I believe it was from um, Caddyshack. Yeah. As East Skybox 522 and then a Tyrannosaurus Rex as Section YY8 because Section YY8 is now extinct. It is. Good, good one. So good comeback. But uh, all in good fun. I love the Skybox. Me and Big Montana are up there. Ever so often, I probably will be back there for at least. I know for the Akron game, hopefully going to be. I don't blame there. you. So, um, but I don't know about the. It's just hard to tell. The Ball State game is going to be tough on them because a lot of them can't come in because of it's a Thursday night. So yeah, we'll yeah. Have to so see it's hard to fill that. it up. Anything else on on your plate before we head out of here? That's all I got. Well. Glad you're back on the show. We're we'll have our big to be back. Start studying up. We'll have our preview show here in a couple weeks um, before the season starts. Um, don't know that we'll have a show next week. I'm going to have a pretty busy week next week, and I'll be traveling to uh, Chicago next week in the middle of the week and be gone for a few days. We're going to visit my well, my family won't be there, but uh, we're going to be up there. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> They're, they're leaving as we're getting there. So we'll see them. It'll just be uh, short, but planning on going to, I think the Cubs play three. They've got a homestand against the Brewers Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day games. So I'm going to try my best to go to all three. So um, we'll see. Uh, tickets okay. are not too expensive right now because the Cubs stink and the Brewer, Brewers are struggling right now. So they're back to normal. Yeah. Well, well, they got a big game this week on Thursday night at the Field of Dreams in Iowa. That's pretty cool. Um, and the jerseys throw- were really cool too. Oh, I was about to say, did you see the throwbacks for both teams? Yeah, they're pretty but amazing. I I was those Cubs throwbacks were outstanding, especially the hats. Yeah, they were wore, they were really good. I should have wore my hat that I same kind of hat that they're going to be wearing a little bit. But uh, yeah, excited to see that game Thursday night. Excited to be uh, hopefully at three, if not three, at least one um, here in a couple of weeks. But Big Montana uh, sends his best wishes. Gavin, we don't know. We don't know where <laughs> Gavin's at. I haven't seen him in months. Uh, he randomly sends messages. He's still out there somewhere. So hopefully he'll be back for the big preview show here in a couple of weeks. But uh, if you don't have anything else, I'm done. And appreciate everybody listening, um, all 23 of you that listened last week. Maybe there was more. I hadn't checked it in a while. But uh, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, I believe we're on – a lot of people listen to Spotify. I believe we're on Spotify now. So we should be everywhere that you find podcasts. And we're also on YouTube. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, thanks for watching the video version of this, of me and Day Day sitting there just staring at a screen. And, um, but, uh, leave us a comment, five-star review, and we'll give you a shout out on the air. Got one from, right. uh, Donnie Clift a few weeks ago. So shout out to Donnie. A uh, couple others have left some, I think we've already read those a while back, but, uh, appreciate everybody listening. And this has been the section YY podcast. Once I had-